1: Okay, we have to talk about celebrity autographs in just a moment. So start thinking about those words used together in a sentence since 1994. I'm Bradley Trainer. That's Holly Roberts and Sonny. You're listening to the Colleen and Bradley show here on My Talk 107.1. Streaming live, doing the third hour of the show. Uh, you could be listening to us on our app. Please do so if you're not already. Download the app, register, and this month, one lucky listener is going to win a Royal Caribbean cruise for two. Yes. And uh, a bunch of listeners are going to win $107 all month long. Right, Holly?
0: Yeah. If you just listen to my talk via the my talk app, download it, register with listener rewards. You are eligible to win $107. And we're doing that each and every weekday during the month of April. So many opportunities to win. And of course, once you download the app the pop-up will face you and all you have to do is just register super easy yeah and you could you could be getting on a free cruise hello oh my god please
1: take me thank you now i mentioned the words celebrity autographs does anyone still collect celebrity autographs either of you no do either of you have any celebrity autographs by the way
0: I think that I might have a couple of them in a closet from back in the eighties. Okay, (laughs) really from
1: the eighties? Like who?
0: I think that my sisters approached the late Gary Shandling at an (laughs) airport once. (laughs) Okay, and then you know he was kind enough to give an autograph. But autographs have always seemed really awkward to me.
1: So I kind of wanted to talk about celebrity autographs because I just think it's so—it's such a sign of uh, like what the times used to be yeah where you know collecting celebrity autographs was like a thing and and what got me thinking about this story honestly was that Lori laughlin story where she was out signing autographs in front of the courtroom as she was about to you know show up for a a, um a uh
0: for the college cheating scandal college
1: cheating scandal thank you very much um And I just thought to myself, who are the people that are out there collecting those signatures? I imagine a certain amount of them are probably, if not most of them, are actually like autograph hunters, people who collect autographs and then turn around and sell them uh, on sites like eBay. And I understand that that exists, like the collector's market. But like there used to be a time, you guys, for those of you under the age of, I don't know, 40, probably, even if not more, um, where... We used to write to celebrities, right? You could. In fact, I remember getting a book that told you all about how to contact celebrities for autographs. And I actually like sent away for a few dumb autographs and I never really got anything back. I think the one person I did get. Do you remember Chuck Jones? The cartoonist? The cartoonist. Yes, of course. So he sent back an autograph.
0: I don't. Wow, aim high, Bradley, for know, your, the celebrities that you're reaching like, out this to. This been like
1: the mid uh, to, uh, no, this would have been the mid '90s for sure. Chuck Jones.
0: So you were a full grown adult when you were reaching out An to these early celebrities.
1: Early adult, you know, I was like in my early 20s. Um, but I feel like we just we don't do it anymore, and I understand part of it's technology, but it's kind of sad, right? Because there's something about. Like getting like sending off to a celebrity like I love your career, like writing a letter to a celebrity, putting it in the mail with a self-addressed stamped envelope and then hoping, waiting that one day in the mailbox would, you know, I did. I wrote a letter once to uh, Ann Richards, who was the governor of Texas.
0: Nice. uh,
1: Back in the day. And I lived in Texas uh, and I asked her some questions about politics Mm -hmm. and she wrote me a letter back and it was very nice.
0: But that's more of a you were a constituent. She was just yeah, doing but, her job writing it back.
1: Yeah, but it was, you know, it was, you know. Exciting, nonetheless. Yeah, exactly.
0: There she is. Did she drive up and personally deliver it to you, on or her, on her Harley? On her Harley. <laughs> Hi y'all. Hi yo. It's me, Anne But there is something about that, Bradley. I think that you're that you're missing that there's something that's very tangible about a celebrity autograph or having that exchange via mail between yourself and a celebrity. Actually, like, do people writing still something do out? that,
1: though. Do you know? You know what I mean? Like, are there people out there actually writing and getting autographs back? Because you got to believe that you know celebrities still have the mail. Right.
0: Right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Just like, like all of
1: us. And I imagine they get fan letters. But like, who are the people writing fan letters under the age of 65? Right. You know, like
0: I, I sound, those, those sound like it sounds like DMs to me.
1: <laughs> like oh, DM, sure. Yeah. Like that's DM, the equivalent. Uh, yeah,
0: today. I th- and I think that's because we are so much more connected to celebrities. So there may not be that need so much to. To have a tangible, maybe the Twitter is the tangible for the younger, younger And maybe, generation and
1: now. maybe for a younger person, well, a younger person's like Twitter, what's Twitter? But yeah, no, to, <laughs> Um I I think that for a lot of people probably, and I've gotten responses from celebrities, I got a response from Madonna, Ooh. and that, that is like definitely the equivalent of an autograph. Um, But, you know, I took a screenshot, but I can't sell that screenshot on eBay someday as a collector's item, right? right? Like you just don't have that like it's the tangible, tangible uh, piece of the celebrity him or herself,
0: right? And there's something to be said too, and and I'm and it's like back in the old days too, where celebrity social media accounts are managed by social media people, not necessarily the star themselves. I mean, you know, you can't necessarily tell which one is which, but then the fan club's managed by a manager, but even the fact of getting something back in the day even if it was sent by the management team, of receiving that letter in the mail and it's on autographs, can we and you see who these people keep. are? You want to
1: answer them? Yeah, okay. let's see if All they right. know anything about. Maybe they still collect celebrity autographs. Or, if you're just yeah. joining us, we're talking about autographs. I like. I part of me wishes you know for a day when uh, we had things like. Um, I was talking about pen pals earlier. Like, yeah. I just long... Remember those days when you used to have a pen... Do you Aww. ever have a pen pal?
0: No, I didn't and have a And you'd learn pal. about a faraway
1: place? I had
0: one in seventh you? grade. Oh, where the...
2: Yeah.
1: Okay, we've got a caller in the line. Who's on the phone with us? Kelly. Kelly. What did yes, you want to share? I
2: just, just want to let you know that my son writes fan mail all the time. And he gets responses all the time. He writes to professional athletes, especially hockey players. And it's amazing. They send... He'll send their card in with a letter. He'll handwrite a letter send their card, you know, their professional hockey card or whatever, they always, always sign it, send it back with a letter. And usually with, like, a pennant and um, a signed picture of themselves, it's amazing. Oh. They're, like, the, the, they always respond. And We're talking, like, Sidney Crosby and Alexander Ovechkin, like, huge, huge stars.
1: Wow, that's amazing. That must make his day-slash-week-slash-year.
2: Oh, when you get a, a letter in the mail from Sidney Crosby... And it's like his, like you know, name on there. Obviously, not his real return address. Handwritten letter. It's yeah. He's got a whole book, scrapbook full of all of the responses he's received back from the professional athletes. They still really care.
1: Kelly, can I ask you, um, how does your son find out where to send stuff?
2: He sends them to like the team, like the um, like the general office, like the office of where the headquarters of the team is. Oh,
1: okay, that makes sense. Kelly, yeah. thank you so much for thank sharing you.
2: that. Yeah.
1: That's that's awesome to hear, and, and uh, it's probably a lot a little bit easier for like uh, athletes, like she mentioned, because you can send it to like a team. But like, if yeah. I wanted to send, you know, a fan letter to mm, who would I want to have sent, send a fan letters? Zac to? Efron. Zach Efron. I mean, where do I send this letter? Yeah, right? you don't because you're not going to Google what Zach Efron's address. Well. <laughs> any anything you're going to find ain't going to be real. No. Although we did find his dad, Colleen. We've told that story before, yeah. haven't we? That she was like Facebooking his dad and he was like, Uh, who are you?
0: Yeah. Well, I do have an address if you wanna email or send a letter to Zach Efron, Where did allegedly support the World Wide Web.
1: Okay. But that's what I'm saying.
0: <laughs> well, and there's an address, and we can try sending a letter to this address and we will see whether or not let's do this, Bradley. So we're gonna send a letter. Let, let's try more, this. Yeah, yeah, let's
1: each pick somebody. Yeah. Sonny, you got somebody you want to send a letter to? I have several people. Oh, okay, great. Good. Just pick one. All right. Pick one, and Holly, you pick one, and I'll pick one, and, and we'll see what happens. Yeah. This would be kind of fun.
0: Yeah. And we can have celebrity pen pals. Oh, my God. So that will be so we're amazing. To, we're just trying to find their address, or are we like getting an address? No, and we're going to write a letter. Off. Yep. We're going to write a
1: letter. We're going to send it off and see who gets an autograph. And we're
0: going to use okay. official My Talk 1071 paper. It's going to be great. <laughs> yeah. Okay.
1: Like, and it's going to say, this letter is very important. Please open immediately. Right? Of course. Okay, cool. 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 When we come back, ABBA Request Live. We're taking your ABBA requests. What's your favorite ABBA song? Let us know. We're playing them when we come back right here on My Talk 107. Oh, the world is rife with dumb. And we've got ample evidence of it on this next segment here on the Colleen and Bradley Show. Welcome back to the show. I'm Bradley Trainer. That's Holly Roberts along with Sonny today. Let's get right to them crazy, stupid idiots. Well, then I guess one could say. That's a crazy, stupid idiot.
0: Colleen and Bradley present CSI. It stands for crazy, stupid idiots.
1: It sure does. Why? Well, because the world is full of crazy, (laughs) stupid idiots. dumb people doing dumb things repeatedly over and over again, oftentimes in the state of Florida. Florida. Hey, Sonny, I forgot that we were going to do this, but can we give some tickets away? Yeah. You guys, we've been giving away some tickets all week, and now is your chance to grab a pair of tickets to see the men take a pair off. A pair of pants, that is. It's Magic Mike XXL coming to Grand Casino Hinkley. I believe it's the May 11th. Uh, performance. You got to be there or be square. 651-641-1071. Caller number? Let's
0: do caller number five.
1: All right, Caller number five is going to get that pair of tickets. 651-641-1071. Now, I will move back to the main topic of this particular segment. Crazy, stupid idiots. And we are going to go all the way across the pen. And I want to tell you the tale. I don't know what accent that is. Of Sarah Hinkson. She's 37 degrees. No. (laughs) I think I have lost it. She's 37 years old. Yes. And that was not a British accent. That was
0: a little Scottish, but, you know, still British nonetheless. Oi! It's Sarah Hinkson. I think we just need to... (laughs) She's 37 years old. There you go. What is she doing that Sarah...
1: Well, she was she found herself draped across four seats on the Hammersmith and City line recently.
0: Oh yeah, she was on the London Tube then. She
1: was, well, mm, she was on the tube. And I'm going to leave it at that. So, I want to tell you that she she claims, Holly, before I give you the details, she claimed that what led to her arrest was a itchy rash. Oh, an itchy, scratchy rash I hate on her thighs. When
0: that happens, especially in public.
1: So here's what happened: a one-eyed guy with a seeing-eye dog hopped onto the train uh-huh. one night. Yeah, and he boarded at Paddington Station, and uh, he went to the uh, front of the carriage, and all of a sudden he heard. A bunch of banging noises.
0: Well, that's scary.
1: Yeah. He was like, I thought maybe, uh, he said, I I was aware of a banging noise. I thought it was maybe something mechanical. But I noticed that to my right, there was a lady who was laying out across three or four seats. Mm. Uh, There was not anybody standing in the way. I could see her quite clearly. He also said, I could see, um, he said he denied that his impaired vision affected what he'd seen. Yeah. Quote, all I could see of her was the top of her wrist area because the rest of her hand was in her trousers. Oh. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It was around her crotchal region. Oh. And he says it was, quote, blatantly obvious which part of the body it was. And here's where he really gets to the point of the matter.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Her hands were moving back and forth in a sort of gyratory movement. I love British people. They just have such delightful word choices.
0: It's not like I was just moving back and forth (laughs) there. She was moving her hand (laughs) back and forth.
1: (laughs) It was a gyratory movement and uh, a sort of gyratory movement. She wasn't saying anything, but hint, hint, there were moans and groans of a sexual nature. I was quite taken aback. Mm. Uh, Apparently, so was she. Now, when police arrived, uh, they went up to the lady and she said, I, I just had a rash on my inner thigh. I, I was just... scratching around a rash on my inner thigh. I mean, it comes s- and goes.
0: Sometimes, Bradley, when you don't have that gold bomb medicated powder okay. on you. Now, you. I just could,
1: gotta... I could see where. Because, you know, I have had a rash. First of all, I have never had a rash. So let me correct that record because I was about to like relate a story and then I realized... I don't have a story to relate because I ain't never had a rash down there that I was going to scratch. But I guess what I wanted to say was I had an itch.
0: Yeah, and if you have, we an all itch, get itches down there. Yeah, but if you have an itch that bad, then <laughs> usually you put some ointment on well, it, a little Vaseline. Well, that and
1: you don't stick your hands down your pants in public. You yeah, maybe that scratch too. from the outside.
0: Yeah. You
1: maybe you know like you know get up, shake things out a little bit, and yeah. uh, you know adjust as necessary. But you're not you know going to town. It's just it's. It's no different than if you had, you know, sometimes you get that something in your nose yeah, and or, you're like, oh, I just got to get in there. Or it's like but a you wedgie.
0: Don't wanna... You but, might have a wedgie, you know, in, with your yeah, underwear yeah, yeah, yeah. and your pants. You don't stick your but hand you down your pants. you don't dig in your
1: butt. You don't dig in your nose. You don't dig in your crotch.
0: Right, exactly. In
1: public. You might
0: want to, but you just don't do it. Here's a gentle reminder to use <laughs> baby wipes.
1: Okay. Uh, For what? Everything? So that we can uh, decrease the itchy moments oh oh
0: she's saying keep it clean oh. down there bradley yeah. so then yeah. you don't get the rash <laughs> and then got you don't it. have to do this in public you see yeah.
1: what I'm saying? yeah no it's about all about planning <laughs> yeah
0: and even planning i mean i understand sometimes you're wearing your weird underwear mm-hmm. because it is laundry day and you haven't done it in three it happens. weeks so you're wearing and it's kind of t- bunchy it's kind of bunchy or maybe the elastic your pants has are too worn tight. out your and
1: undies it, are too loose right
0: my butt's hungry and it's eating it and sometimes you yeah. got to pick out but then you lean against the wall <laughs> and make sure you kind of do a casual stretch moment or so you can know you it cough
1: out. you jiggle you yeah. do something to sort of distract people you know like move a hand out here grab back here I you know. exactly
0: yeah <laughs> these are these are very useful life hacks <laughs> <They are. laughs> but you don't just but you don't just you know,
1: shove don't just your hands in your it. pants and go for it right yeah. now that's giving her the benefit of the doubt because it is very likely apparently the moaning and groaning was an indication that she was doing something a little else yeah and different yeah and that's for what she was arrested and uh was taken away. Okay. Bye-bye. Yeah. Bye-bye. I think we all learned something with that story. We did. Okay. Okay. Do you want to go somewhere now?
0: Yeah. We're going to come back to the United States. We're going to Arkansas where we have to do uh, something with two men. We have to deal with two men. One is named Charles and one is named Christopher. Okay. I'm going to tell you that uh, alcohol was involved in this story and they had been drinking on a Sunday on a deck as one does in Arkansas. And uh, Charles decided that he needed to add a little something to his outfit that he was wearing on that Sunday, and he decided to put on a bulletproof vest. Well, what? then it's, yeah, you know, as one does when you're drunk and sitting on the porch. Well, then it's Christopher got a real good idea and wanted to put that bulletproof vest to the test and then shot his friend in the chest with a 22 caliber semi-automatic okay, wait, rifle.
1: Whoa, whoa.
0: what? That escalated quickly. <laughs>
1: yeah. That just went way downhill. You know, it's,
0: a bulletproof vest is not something... I went something... from sitting
1: on a porch yeah. with a vest on to shooting people point blank with a shotgun?
0: Yeah. Oh. Well, apparently... The other guy was wearing a bulletproof
1: vest too. Wait, was this like a dude thing? Like, ah, uh, let's put on bulletproof vests and see what happens if we shoot each other. Yeah,
0: essentially, oh because my
1: God.
0: so Christopher got shot, and then Charles was so mad <laughs> that he decided to shoot Christopher in the back
1: <sighs> while well, wearing the bulletproof vest. Can I just point that, like, yes, it's bulletproof, technically speaking, yeah. so the bullet will not enter your body, probably. However, the uh, movement of all that stuff courtesy of the bullet and the force, It's like a physics thing. We'll create a hole in your body. Won't it? Like a big dent.
0: Yeah. You know, and so it might actually not work. And, It's one of those things that maybe you don't want to uh, test the veracity of the product, specifically a bulletproof vest. Now, that's the real story that happened, you guys. Originally, Charles tried to explain this away to authorities that they shot each other uh, on the porch while wearing bulletproof vests by coming up with a story about getting hit in a gun battle in the woods.
1: Oh, yeah. No, there were. Uh, criminals lurking in the woods
0: after being hired to protect an asset who paid him $200 mm.
1: so, so Charles like was, a spy thing yeah. he works for the government it's undercover he can't tell you details
0: no Mm-mm. <laughs> if I if I tell you all the secrets I'd have to shoot you and it doesn't look like you're wearing a well, bulletproof
1: apparently
0: vest did. <laughs> yeah um, okay. you know Charles and Christopher are free on $5,000 bond but they can't talk to each other and they're due in court
1: next month okay good yeah yeah, you guys need to separate.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's a that's a, a PSA.
1: <laughs> it's like when you're in class right. and you know, you get all up in each other's faces and she's like, okay, I'm going to have to separate you. And then you thought she was joking and then she did. And then you were like, okay, I'll stop. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, let's go to, where was that again?
0: That was in Arkansas. I was going
1: to say, I feel like it was somewhere in the South. I don't know why. Uh, but now we need to go to New York. Plattsburgh, particularly. A Plattsburgh man has been charged with doing some stuff. <clears throat> the only reason we know about the stuff that he was doing that got him arrested uh, was something else. So here's the story. Corey Favreau, he's 37, he called police on Sunday morning to um, complain about something. What was the something, you asked? Maybe loud music. He thought there was an intruder in his attic. Oh, Scary. There's somebody in my house. Oh,
0: man, that is no joke.
1: And police were like, okay, uh, don't do anything. Just stay close to the phone and we're on our way. Now, police arrived. They did not find anybody in the attic. However, remember I said this guy called police, but he ultimately was arrested. Yeah. They didn't find an intruder in the attic. They found a meth lab.
0: Oh, (laughs) So, I was going to say, maybe he had a raccoon problem?
1: Um, Vermin? Well, if that raccoon was high on the meth, perhaps. Was in the meth lab? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> see. Raccoons, they are kind of nasty. Like, I would not put a meth lab past a raccoon. Mm-mm. Have you ever seen a raccoon in that alley, a city raccoon yeah, in an the alley? Yeah,
0: then the light shines Those on their eyes. Those are scary.
1: Oh, my God. Creepiest thing that ever happened to me? I was getting dropped off late night at my uh, apartment. I live downtown Minneapolis. Out of the sewer grate, you know, Ooh. like this the curb yeah. sewer, like yeah. it looks like it's maybe six inches right. opening. Oh, that's creepy. Opening. This little raccoon pops out and it kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger like it
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> as it came out because yeah. they have this ability to like squeeze yeah. down because yeah. they're all fur. Right. Mm-hmm. And that thing just like went... <laughs> And popped out and went like running down the street. I was like, I can never go oh, outside. Oh, Holly,
0: you have got to let that sound effect go. <laughs> oh, it's terrible. I've lived by a sewer with a raccoon and its entire family. So not only did the mom go, it was the little babies. Like,
1: um, oh, we walked by, walked my dog by once, and she looked in the little sewer thing, and all of a sudden I heard. <laughs> sure enough, looked down. It was like Tim Care or Tim Curry. Uh-huh. Tim Carrey, <laughs> Tim Carrey. <laughs> we're all dead down here. What, is they, what do they say? From We it? all float down yeah, here. Yeah, we all float down here. Oh. Literally, you could see two little beady eyes. There was a raccoon Ugh. in that storm during those suckers are looking for you. Be real careful. They'll grab your feet.
0: They're scary, but anyway, they won't back be cooking in a meth lab. Like
1: meth, meth raccoons to <laughs> um, the guy who busted himself and his meth lab by complaining about the noise in his meth lab.
0: Yeah, you know, maybe he was
1: using the the product, so to speak. The booking photo of Mr. Favreau. Yeah. Perhaps it's not a surprise. Yeah, not really. That he called on himself. Because he doesn't even look like he's capable of keeping his eyes open.
0: He is one who, looking at this picture, is a person who maybe gets high off of his own supply. Mm. And one should never do that. Rule number one
1: when manufacturing illicit substances
0: we just assume yeah. that it, this is rule number one yeah. never get high on your own supply
1: thank you there you go all right end it with a song now when we come back here on the Colleen and bradley show ooh, let's find out if rocco's got what it takes to uh, blow me out of the water today on the throwback live at 245